Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today's guest is a recent addition to the podcast world. Singer-songwriter Joss Stone, who also launched a Cup of Happy podcast earlier this year. A Cup of Happy is searching for secrets to happiness from guests all around the world, including Darren Brown and Wim Hof, to name a few. Joss and I discuss her fascination for happiness, as well as her total world tour, where, get this, she performed in over 200 countries, spreading her music, love, and charitable outreach along the way. We, of course, have to chat all things podcasts, and some of Joss's favorites include Stuff You Should Know with Chuck and Josh, the Deliciously Ella podcast, as well as the Joe Rogan experience. It's a lovely mix with the Queen of Soul herself. So sit back, relax, and let's chat podcasts with Joss Stone. Josh Stone, welcome to Castaway. Oh, thank you, darling. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, a pleasure to meet you, um, uh, well, kind virtually, because this <laughs> yeah. is what we do. This is what we do these days. We're used to it now. Isn't it weird? We've become sci-fied. I know, but I just, this is normal now. If I see people in real life, I'm almost shocked. Yeah. <laughs> like, just before we, before we began, I almost burst your eardrums because I have my dog on my lap and he jumped on the mixer and just like put me up full volume. So I'd like to apologise for your eardrums because they're very important for what we're oh, going to talk about. It's okay. It's okay. I've, there's four dogs downstairs, so I'm sure that they will cause some sort of havoc within this conversation. So, you know, it will be equal. Really See, I always just trust people who like dogs, so this is a good start yeah, already. Totally, totally. A lot of people will know you, Josh, because of your music, uh-huh. and uh, I think the figure I have in front of me now, and it's probably a lot more, but that you'd sold over fifteen million records worldwide. It's like Ooh. probably a lot more since this figure that I've read here. That you probably like don't a even lot. know how many. Wow, that is a lot. That is well a done. lot. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell! Uh, I mean, a hugely successful career. But uh, mm-hmm. what I want to talk to you today about is kind of linked to your music but it's storytelling in another way which is podcasting yeah yeah do you know what I always loved talk radio I always listened to radio four people mm. will ask me you know in interviews what's your favorite thing what do you play when you get home what's the first thing that you put on you know when you get into the kitchen or whatever for a really long time it was actually birds it wasn't music it was just you know, that kind of hippie like massage music where mm-hmm. you just play like jungle sounds. Mm. And I was kind of into that to give my ears a rest. And then every time I got in the car, I would put on Radio 4 because I like to listen to stories. You mm. know, I like to listen to people chatting and it's like calming. It's nice. You know, well, I guess music has worked for you. You're probably like in the studio listening to your songs over and over and over again when you're yeah. producing things. So yeah. yeah, maybe talk is different. It's nice. Yeah, I really enjoy it. And, you know, I like to hear different people's opinions. I just kind of chill. I like I like nature sounds and people chatting. And your voice is lovely. Oh, that's nice. Not everyone would say that. That's My mother gorgeous. wouldn't always say that. <laughs> 
I want to talk about podcasts because you mentioned there how much you love talk radio and I feel that's kind of what podcasts are, except the fact that you can control it. You know, it's your space. It's your platform. Tell me about the first time you heard about a podcast or when were you aware of what podcasting was? It was actually my brother, Harry. So he came on the road with me. We did a world tour, including every country. So that went on for years. How many countries are there in the world? Because I don't know this. So when I first looked it up, it was 196, following the list by the UN. Then that list actually does fluctuate. I personally chose to do 204 because I I feel like there's some countries that haven't been given the country stamp by the UN. You know, like mm-hmm. Kosovo, for instance, is not included. Ta- really? Taiwan is not included. Yeah, Palestine is not included. So, you know, I don't know. There's all these different rules. And I just thought, let's just ignore that. I come up with this idea like it's really simple. And then I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> now I have to do it. But my brother I want to say, this is, a, yeah, it's, it's a world <laughs> tour that you did. But like, because as the world changes, it's extra countries, extra countries yeah, yeah, you yeah. decided to include. Mm. It's just like a never ending tour. Pretty much. It can always be a new country. How long did it take you to do those 200 plus countries? It took about six years. Wow. Ish. Yeah. But I mean, really, if I'd have done it like back to back without going home, there's a, mm. a friend of mine named Thor. He's doing the world without going home. That's, woof. That's a lot. If I was to do, you know, two days in each country, because it's not a holiday, it's actually a job, mm-hmm. I would have done it in three years. Normal kind of bands can play 200, 300 gigs a year. Yeah. So, I mean, think about it. It's just the travel that takes a really long time. It must be such an incredible experience, as well as you getting to bring your music to probably places that don't get a lot of, uh, you know, when you tour and when you're a major artist, you kind of do the big cities, don't you? It's the big cities that you kind of hit when you're doing a European tour or a world tour, an American Mm. tour. So Mm. you got to kind of go to the places that wouldn't get people Mm -hmm. like you coming in. But for you as an artist, it must be so eye-opening just and and also the stories you must have learned along the way from people. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It, It is just the most wonderful thing to travel I have to say Mm. I do think it's the most important thing to do actually to be balanced to find balance and to find empathy for people you know how we kind of walk through this life thinking we're different well maybe culturally people are different so that must mean that we're different no nope 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 you know we all have our different opinions but we all love we all fall out of love we all have relationship issues we all want our children to be okay We just might wear different clothes and eat different spices, but it's quite uncanny how very, very, very much the same we as human beings are, but yet we'll go to war with each other because we think we're different and we're Mm -hmm. wrong. We're 100% wrong. We all want the same thing. Why can't we just (laughs) recognize that? We just want everyone to be okay, don't we? I hope so. That's pretty much it. Yeah, it's true. It really is it. It's just we've got different methods. When you first started out in the music industry, I mean, you were so young when you first started and, you know, in the early noughties, suddenly reaching this levels of fame that mm. you, you probably didn't think would happen so quickly. But you can't, you didn't live in that age of like, Twitter wasn't, no. I didn't think it didn't even start then. Yeah, there wasn't yeah. like Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok or the millions that there are now. Yeah. Now people want a bit more of you. How do you think the 15 year old, 16 year old you would have coped with that if oh. that was the world when you started out? I don't think I would have liked it. I don't even like it now. So when I was younger, I had little pieces of that where you have to be, 
I, I guess exhibitionist, right? So mm-hmm. I'm a singer. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to sing songs. I loved listening to music and I loved to sing. I wanted mm-hmm. to get better because I hated my voice at the time. But I was just like, I just really loved music. Music, music, music was my thing. <laughs> and they asked me to do a, a music video. It was a song called Fell in Love with a Boy, which was the first single. <gasps> Love that song. Yeah, it was a good I song. Remember that? It's a great song. It was originally White Stripes and we covered it because the first album was mm-hmm. all covers, right? So mm-hmm. they wanted to do this music video and I said to Steve Greenberg, who signed me when I was like 14, I was like, I don't know, do you remember the the gorillas? They had like the cartoon in, in all of their videos. Oh my God, I know the gorillas well. David yeah, Auburn, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I wanted to have that. I wanted to have a cartoon of me. I said, Steve, if we're going to do music videos, can we just do a cartoon like the gorillas so that nobody knows what I look like ever, ever. And then I can walk around and live my life and I can go to the shops and no one's going to be weird You with could be me. like Sia with the yes. fringe, which she does, got oh, a big wig. How jealous am I of her? What a great mm-hmm. idea. Sia, mm-hmm. all power to you. That is awesome mm-hmm. idea because you get to then have a normal life and people won't treat you weirdly. You were very conscious of that from a young age. Oh, I, yeah, I hated the idea of it. So mm-hmm. it really stressed me out. And he said to me, Joss, I didn't sign you to hide you. And I was like, oh, damn it. So I knew that day that that was the end. That was the mm-hmm. end of being treated normally, really. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. true. So if you put yourself out there in that way, well, guess what? <laughs> you know, People are going to know what you look like. And they might mm-hmm. follow you. And they might try and kill you. And they might call you all the names under the sun. Or they might fall in love with you and buy you flowers and turn up, you know, you don't know. It's normally both. It's normally the extremes. You never really get anywhere in the middle. It's 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 totally odd. It's such an odd way to live. Mm -hmm. But, you know, some people love it. I'm just not one of those people. So now if, if if I had to do that, what we have to do now with the posting and all this stuff, Mm. then I would have, I mean, I would have totally failed. No one would have heard any of my music. It would have been awful. (laughs) You've used music and... You know, a lot of people use music to bring people together, to talk about issues that are important to you, to talk about love, to talk about personal things. But you've decided to do a podcast yeah. to talk about happiness. When I heard Just Stone is doing a podcast, I was like, a podcast? Like, why did you decide a podcast is the way I'm going to... I mean, sure, we all have podcasts these days. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, how... Like, why did you think this was the the platform and this was probably the mode that you were going to use yeah, to, yeah. to talk to these people and to get this message across? Right. So my brother is the one that really... He's, he's really sparked the podcast love in me. Because Harry came along to film... On the, on the tour. So what podcast do you remember was the first one? So the one, yeah, the one that he really loved and brought up to me first, and this is the one that I kind of listened to most of, was The Stuff You Should Know with Chuck mm-hmm. and Josh. Mm-hmm. I love those guys. They're great. These two are obviously great mates. So you hear a lot of love between them, which is really cute and nice. And it starts with really kind of jazzy music, which is cool. It makes me feel like I'm in New York or something. And they talk about random stuff. So they'll pick a random subject and just kind of find some little facts and then tell you about it. Like I found one this morning and it was about carrots and how 
It can help, you, help see you see in the dark. Yeah. When I was younger, my mom was like, eat your carrots, like, like Bugs Bunny never wears glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they tell you about what the vitamins in it and things like that and the myths and all this stuff. And they tell you that, well, apparently vegetarians don't get a special bacteria because they wash their vegetables. And, you know, I'm making it sound boring, but it's not. The way they talk is brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes they'll kind of disagree with each other, which is very important but not in a mean way. Mm. And I think we can take from that. I think we can all take from that, you know, to have a difference of opinion or a different idea on something and not be absolutely livid with the other person (laughs) and not fall out with them is something that we all need desperately to work on, I think. So these two, these two are good. They're like a great influence on humankind, I think, and very interesting. So, yeah, you might have been uh, that might have been a carryover for you from this story from World War Two mm-hmm. in the UK. Apparently, the British Royal Air Force had a story they published about uh, the fighter pilot John Catsize Cunningham, who uh, they could thank for his diet of carrots for the fact that he was so good at night and these dogfights that he would get into at night. Mm-hmm. And so people drank it up. They grew carrots. And it turns out it was all sort of a false story cooked up uh, for propaganda's sake yeah. to cover up their radar technology. Yeah. They didn't want everybody to know that they were using radar. So they said, there's this guy who's eating so many carrots that he can see German bombers at night. You know what they really said? What? They said, hey, old boy, what do you <laughs> think about us dangling you as the old carrot, as it were? Oh man, that was that was good. Yeah, I think we should also specify his nickname wasn't cat size; it was cat's eyes. He wasn't like the size of a cat. As you mentioned, like there's a wide range of stuff here. There's everything from you'd mentioned the carrots thing, how sneezing works. Yes, uh, <laughs> yeah, like champagne, and then like true crime. There's something there for everyone, and you yeah, kind of come yeah. away. Like, I, I don't know, do you do this? Like, I'll, I'll be talking to my mate and I'm like, oh, did you know blah, 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 blah? They're like, how did you know that? I'm like, I learned it in a podcast. Like, it just makes me know more stuff. Yeah, totally. What's interesting is the podcast that, that I've come across, I really love to hear soft voices and kindness and, you know, nice stories. Like, this stuff you should know is really nice. And I really like, I really like Louis Theroux. You know, oh, I love Louis Theroux. Yeah, he's he has got a podcast called Grounded, which is really. Yeah. I just love how he chats. I love how he asks questions. I just love it. And he had a friend on the other day. Chris O'Dowd was on. Oh, I love Chris. Yeah. Oh, I love him. I love how he talks. You it's know? the accent. You just like Irish accents. I, accent, think I do. I think I'm in love with the accent. <laughs> Honestly, oh my god, it's just so. It just makes me smile. And they talk about just random, you know, like hey, how's lockdown life, you know? And a lot of the podcasts are starting like that right now. So that's really great to get that. Like, I, I enjoy that. But then Cody is so opposite to me in so many ways. So he's like, right, let's play Candace Owens podcast. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you, have you ever listened to it? I haven't. Tell me. Do you know what? It's worth listening to. So Okay, I, I, I like it. I always like a new podcast. So it's interesting to listen because she's got another perspective on life that I didn't, really have you know some of the things I'm listening to she's talking to a priest about abortion you know she's very very right wing and the way they talk about it is like oh this is really damning of other people's views 
Mm. So I'm there going, well, I understand where they're coming from, but uh, it's quite harsh, isn't it? And Cody's like, well, that's how she feels, you know, because he <laughs> he prefers the harshness and the really yeah. sh- the straight talking and kind of, you know, which I do too. But I also feel like feeling is very important because otherwise you can't communicate if you're just shouting at someone or telling them what a dick they are mm-hmm. because they will shut down. So, yeah, it's very interesting sitting in a car with this man because he helps me to to see things from another perspective. And you do that for him exactly. as well. Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. So we try and I try and teach him to empathize with people that he a thousand percent disagrees with. And actually in it, we've both learned a lot. And yeah, she's very, very smart. I wouldn't say balanced, but very smart and I think has really good intentions. You mentioned there, Joss, about how, you know, you challenge yourself and with your own podcast at Cup of Happy, mm. you talk to lots of people who you agree with and you think it's important to talk to people who you, you don't always with. agree with. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Have you always have you always felt that way? Yes, definitely. I think that must be the way I'm brought up, probably. So my mum and dad are I suppose they're kinda of like me and Cody. So Mum's kind of, she's harmony, you know, she's, she's got a lot of strong opinions for sure. And every member of my family will stand up in the kitchen and have a bloody riot and, you know, <laughs> go completely crazy at someone and then hug them at the end. And that's, that's normal family life. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot like that. It's actually kind of exhausting, but kind of wonderful at the same mm. time. Joss, what does it mean to be happy? Oh gosh. Well, I think it means that your life has, there's a reason for living it. I think if you purpose. Yeah, mm. purpose. If if you don't have little moments of happy at all, well you're denying yourself something that makes life worth living. And I do think that you can have it. No matter what your scenario is. I really hundred percent believe that. And I feel like it's the most important job that that anybody in a in a position of influence can do is to help people feel guess what? You can have moments of happy too. And I say moments of happy because nobody on this planet is happy all the time. It's impossible. And actually it's not preferable to be happy all the time. I remember talking to Glennon Doyle, the great author about this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you're happy all the time, you don't know what happy is. Right. It's like you have to have the down days to appreciate the good days. Exactly. Exactly. If you have a white dot on a white piece of paper, find Mm -hmm. me the white dot. You can't. It's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have the other colours. You have I love to. That. I'm probably annoyingly optimistic to a lot of people. I do like to kill people with <laughs> kindness, which, which kind of pisses them off. I but I enjoy it. I enjoy it immensely. Good for you. I want to talk about some of the people that you've talked to on your podcast because you spent most of your life, like when you're on promo for, for your different albums, like you're asked questions all the time. Oh, How yeah. does it feel for you to be the one in control? Well, I tell you what, I'm so intrigued by everything and I always have Mm -hmm. a thousand questions and I'm not embarrassed to ask anything even if it's stupid but it's brilliant because the people I'm interviewing they know stuff that I would never ever have the opportunity to know because they've spent their lives studying their subject and their subject is all linked to happiness uh, sadness as well Mm -hmm. you know the whole thing we don't just Mm -hmm. talk about hey how are you going to be happy We'll talk about how the brain works. We'll talk about science and history. And, you know, we spoke with Darren Brown about Stoicism and Aristotle and, mm. you know, his opinions. I mean, he's a he's a manipulator of the mind. 
So, gosh, what a great person to talk to what about. What a skill. Isn't that mad? What a what guy. A skill. Manipulator <laughs> yeah. of the mind. What's your profession? Whoa. Manipulator of the mind. Yeah, it's so interesting, man. And there's an image that I kept finding throughout history in one form or another, which I think is a much more useful model than the self-help, optimistic, believe-in-yourself kind of model. And just to say that what's wrong with that model, because it sounds great, whole optimistic, believe-in-yourself thing, what's wrong with it is that life will eventually, at some point, is going to let us down in some ways, that we are going to find times going to be hard. Mm-hmm. At the moment, you know, we're in, we're in difficult times, or there may be things that are more personal or tragedies that we're going to find ourselves in. And the trouble with the believe-in-yourself optimistic model is that when that happens, as it inevitably in some way will, it doesn't really serve us. All it does is tell us that we must have failed in some way because we've got nothing else to fall back on. Maybe we didn't believe in ourselves enough. Maybe we've done something wrong mm-hmm. along the way. And then we're adding a feeling of failure to a bunch of problems we've already got. So the stoic model, which I think is a much more helpful model, is to say, well, if you imagine like there's two lines of a graph So you've got on one axis of that graph, you've got all the things you want to achieve in your life, your goals, your aims, your whatever. And then on the other axis, maybe going along the bottom now, the x-axis, is all the stuff that life just throws back at you. It's all the stuff that is going to go wrong and just fate, fortune, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And actually what we live is an x equals y line. So a diagonal, right, between the two. And we kind of meander around that line. And sometimes we're on top and sometimes we're not. Sometimes life... Uh, is having the upper hand and there's things we can't do anything about. So they were all about how do you make your peace with that line? How do you move in a kind of easy accordance with the fact that that's how reality is? That's basically, you're right, what stoicism, stoicism. Is, is saying. And okay. they that had sounds some, very reasonable and very logical. It, well, I think it is. I think it is, a, it is very reasonable. And what it allows for is a kind of a dose of a kind of mm-hmm. tactical pessimism mm-hmm. into the mix so they're very good at saying things like lower your expectations <laughs> oh no it sounds horrible but of course <laughs> <That's you> think- <laughs> how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Tell me about the happiest man on the planet because before I listened to that podcast and I just like, happiest man on the planet, I'm like, what does he like to meet? Oh, Mike Viking. He's very educated in this subject. So he is the CEO of the Happiness Institute in Denmark, which is the happiest country on the planet. So he is hired, his team, they 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 talk to the government about what helps people be happy. So when your government is focused on the country being lucrative, just as far as money goes, they often forget about how people feel. That's no good. So he actually advises their government on how to keep people in a good space, which I think is the most important job of any president or prime minister. It's your job to help people feel okay, not just be okay. Because I think that we, certainly in England and in America and like in in the West, you know, we are lucky to have very equal rights in comparison to the world. And we're lucky to have food and water and shelter in England, we have healthcare, you know, we are super, super lucky, but I don't think we're super, super happy at all, at all. So I I kind of feel like we can be abundantly blessed in, mm. in like technical ways that help us, you know, survive, not die yeah. because we haven't got the money to live, you know, things like that. But if we hate each other and we feel so angry every day, we're going to be sick. And what's the bloody point in that? So, you know, Mike is one of the people on this planet that's trying to combat that. And he has a big team of people that does it. And they do it with science and data and things that are proved. It's quite interesting. I love that. I mean, mm. you talked to everyone that I mentioned, they're the happiest man, and we like to call him the chillest man on the planet, to a sex therapist. Yeah. They're Darren Brown, mind manipulator. Mm. Who do you really want to talk to? Who have you not talked to yet about happiness that you'd love to talk to? Oh, I so badly want to talk to Jordan Peterson. Do you know him? Why? Because I think that he is Mr. Bloody Facts. He is, mm-hmm. that man is like almost emotionless. Like when you... You want facts though. You like the science behind things. I do, because I'm very emotional. So if I hear something or watch something that's like upsetting, man, I'll be affected by that for weeks. Sometimes I dream about it. Like I I really struggle (laughs) to not be emotional about it. And I've watched him talk a lot. I just find it so interesting how he can be like that. I want to know about this man and how this brain works. I mean, he's obviously very highly educated. I mean, he's a clinical psychologist. It is what it is. That's the job. So he studies our brains and he studies the differences between men and women. And, you know, he helps people with his information, which is like awesome. If you're helping millions of people feel better and feel more, well, happy, you know, successful or balanced or whatever it is, then wow, why wouldn't I want to talk to a guy like that? And the way that he moves in his head, it's different. It intrigues me like so much, so, so much. So yeah, I'd love to talk to him. And also he's been given a lot of shit in the press for being super controversial. And I think that's also very interesting because I get that too, you know, so. Everyone gets that. Everyone gets that. And it's okay okay to challenge people. Do you know what? The other day I said, I said, somebody asked me on a TV show, what is the common denominator? I can't remember how she worded it, but she said, you know, with all of your guests, Mm -hmm. what is the thing that comes back and back? And I said, choice is actually, every one of them has spoken about uh, 
choice and the fact that we all have it, whether we know we have it or not, we all have it to a certain degree. Oh my God, the reaction to that was so negative. It was like, how fucking dare she say we have choice? How do you cope at negativity? Oh, I don't know. I mean, at this point, you've got to laugh, haven't you? Because it's Mm -hmm. so ridiculous. I think that if it was negativity to something that I believed was wrong. So like I've had gigs where I've sang badly and I, I'm quite self-critical. If I did a gig, I don't know, and I sang it all out of tune and everyone was like, oh my gosh, she's a terrible singer. I think I'd be gutted. I'd be mm-hmm. gutted, I think. Because you're like, I did sing a terrible. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did, I yeah. did, you know. But when somebody says something like, what a bitch, she's telling us mm-hmm. that we have choice. <laughs> I don't know how to, I don't know how to be upset about that one. Mm-hmm. It's just too silly. You talked about, you know, listening to podcasts with Cody and he kind of got you into Candace Owens. Um, have mm. you got him into anything that he wouldn't normally listen to? Or do you have podcasts you listen to by yourself, like for Josh's time? Well, I think, yeah, the, the Chuck and, um, and the Josh thing, I don't know if he's really that, I don't know if he's really that interested in that. He kind of goes off on a tangent because they're so calming. They're not salacious at all. You know, Cody's American. He likes a bit of drama, you know, so I think... Yeah, the more quiet stuff I just kind of listen to and I like the stories and, you know, we both love Joe Rogan. I think he's great because he's he's got his opinions, but he's open to other people's thoughts. You know, I, not all the time, mm-hmm. actually not all the time, but mm-hmm. but a lot of the time, you know, if he's talking to somebody that's very well studied in their area, he's he's just... He's just interested. And that, I think, is what I would like when I'm listening to a podcast. I want to hear people talking that are interested in each other one of the biggest mind-blowing moments i think of my limited comprehension of what it means to be a living being was when i found out that carbon and all the stuff that makes us has to come out of a dying star yeah like that alone that there's this very strange cycle of these enormous fireballs that forge the material that makes Brian Cox. Yeah. Like what? That that one alone, that there is some strange loop of 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 biological life that comes from stars, which is like yeah. the most elemental thing that we can observe. We see these things in the sky. We see the sun in the sky. It's this all powerful ball of fire. Yeah. And that that is where the building blocks for a person come from. I know. It's, it, so, and, and they will be from the carbon atoms in our body. That You're right. They all got made in stars because there were just none of it at the Big Bang. There's only hydrogen and helium, tiny bit of lithium to be precise, but no, nothing else. And so it was all made in stars. And it's probably from different stars. You know, the, the atoms in your body, they're not all from one star that cooked it and then died. There'll be a mixture of stuff from many stars in your body now. And, and I agree with you. That the, what more do you want? You know, when I, when I see people who go, I want, I want more than that. I want more. You know, it must, there must be more to it. What do you mean? The, 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 we, are, we, are, we were the ingredients in our bodies were assembled in the hearts of long dead stars over billions of years, and have assembled themselves spontaneously into temporary structures that can think and feel and explore. And then those structures will decay away again at some point. And in the very far future, there'll be no structures left. So, so there we are. We exist in this little window when we can observe this magnificent universe. Why do you want any more? 
Joe Rogan has done well from podcasts because he's just signed a massive deal. I think it's 100 million to move exclusively <gasps> to Spotify. I mean, oh my I God. guess it was one of the first That's to huge. kind of make podcasting what it was and take control that way. But are you surprised by how big podcasting has become? I mean, it's such a huge industry now. I mean, I didn't really know that it was around until Harry pointed yeah. it out to me. So I yeah. think I think it had already become a bigger thing before I realised it. I just I don't know. It's like a world where I'm like, oh wow, well, this is this is something people it's like really enjoy. Something out to your mum, you know what a podcast is? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's yeah. funny when I play somebody Aretha Franklin and they're like, who's that? And mm-hmm. I'm like, what? What do you mean? You don't know who that is. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's a similar kind of thing. I don't know how you hear about podcasts. I know you said Harry kind of um, helped you, and then Cody. Yeah, yeah. I just felt a bit overwhelmed. I listened to. Oprah, I got Oprah's book, Super Ooh. Soul, and I listened to the conversations. Nice. And then I was like, there's so many podcasts. Like, where do you even begin? There's yeah. like crime, you can listen to dramas, like little films. You can Then you can kind of go into the more in-depth interviews. You can mm. do the facts. And I was like, there's so much. Oh, God, yeah. I don't even know where to begin. And mm. I love knowing what people read. And I love knowing what people listen to music-wise. Because I think it kind of gives you an insight into what type of person they are. And... And I remember like asking a comedian friend who who was on the first series of the podcast what she listens to. And Joss, it was all crime, thriller, dark shit. Really? And I was like, oh, this is the mind of a comedian. This is what I want to know about. <laughs> oh, wow. That's another thing. I'd love to interview a comedian. That mm. would be good. I haven't had anyone like that yet. Yeah, I, I also live with a comedian. My other half's a comedian. So it's it, it's a real insight into what goes on in their brain. Sometimes you, sometimes you don't want to know. You right. don't need to know. <laughs> so what's he like at home? Is he like jovial He's not, he's not a depressive or... comedian, thank God. He's oh, that's not depressive. Good. Does he make he's jokes always... all the time? He's always making you laugh. We had to kind of stop with the jokes. I was like, come on, <laughs> give, give me a break. Not when I'm trying to cook dinner or I'm like putting stuff in the fridge. Just oh my God, give me some hilarious. quiet time. <laughs> but he is funny. I do find boys love to wind, don't they? It's like the the most favourite thing that a man can do to a woman that he fancies is to like Mm -hmm. wind her up. They stand in front of you. Cody does this to me when I'm but in this the is, kitchen. This goes back to being in the playground as kids. Oh, That's what they do. So frustrating. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, I've, I've had the same conversation with Cody. Like, I know you find it funny, babe, but I really don't. And I really just, I just need to get past. And he's like, okay. He knows when he's wound me up too much. <laughs> You have on Instagram, besides your music and stuff like that, you do give a little bit more of yourself. I want to talk yeah, about yeah. the cooking with Joss. The and, cooking. And maybe another it's side so that I don't know, is that even as well? Because of being in lockdown, I think we all cooked a lot more. Yeah. But is cooking important to you? So I cook constantly all the time. And when all this happened, and it's totally related to what we we're just talking about, my job, I consider my job to be to help people feel happy or comforted or Mm -hmm. to help them laugh like I'm an entertainer that's what I do I want people to I don't know even learn something like the podcast or have a little chuckle or feel good about themselves or when I'm singing a sad song to feel like they're not the only one that went through that sad thing that's what music and art is for I think Mm -hmm. so I was like well how do I continue to do my job that aspect of my job and not have any gigs Mm-hmm. And not be able to use my music to bring that good feeling. Mm-hmm. So I thought, right, let's make a cooking show. That'd be fun. You know, I love to cook. I can teach uh, different recipes. Some people know how to cook really well and some people don't. So that's fun. And we have little chats and people just laugh. 
they kind of go, thank you for making my day. You know, I was feeling really down. It has a purpose to it for me. Mm. But I don't really feel that comfortable just taking a cute selfie and putting it up because it's purposeless for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not yep. purposeless for everybody, but it is for me, it is. I need there to be, yeah. what can we do? Something fun. Something that makes mm-hmm. people... Why? What's your why? Yeah, I need a why. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. We all need a why. Yeah. And um, speaking of food, I want to talk about a podcast. I know you listen to it, Deliciously Ella. Oh, Ella. Yeah. Oh, she's sweet. So I spoke with her yesterday. What a clever girl. I mean, she's like, she's totally, if, if we're talking about choice, mm-hmm. that woman, she told me a whole story yesterday. That woman has made a choice consistently, but she decided when she was feeling very, very poorly, I guess she was like 20 or something. She made a decision to change her world. And that is super inspiring. I know she's a great chef. Obviously, that's great. And, you know, she's got cooking books and, you know, she actually started with a blog. So if if you want to learn how to cook healthily, it's all vegan, then she's your girl. But aside from that, she's done something that people think is impossible. She's gone, I'm sad. I'm miserable, I'm sick, I'm poorly, and I am going to change it. She took the ball by the horns. She took life by the horns. And she made that decision, and then she made another decision that was similar and another one. And what a a beautiful example of that working. Mm. You know, she's happy. She's got a baby, got a lovely hubby. She's doing what she's passionate about. She's helping a massive amount of people feel better through obviously her stories and, you know, her way, but also through food. So to me, that's very inspiring. That's very, very cool. And we've reached an insane point in our history in which poor diet is now the leading risk factor for early death in developed countries. We're also seeing an increased number of us struggle with our mental health. So I know in the UK, the charity Mind says that one in four of us will suffer with our mental health this year. And the global economic cost of mental health disorders is about $2.5 trillion right now, but that's expected to rise to almost $16 trillion over the next two decades. And half of all mental disorders start before the age of 14. So it really is a scary situation. And the question is, what can we do about this? Are there lifestyle factors that make a difference? And what is the link between the way we eat and the way we feel? So can we start with the basics today? Is there a proven link between our diet, the way we're living and our mental health? Yes, we can say definitively yes. And so it's less uh, than 10 years since the first major studies in this field were published. My PhD was published in 2010 and that was the first study to look in detail at the links between diet quality and what we call the common mental disorders, which is depression and anxiety in women. And we showed that independent of all sorts of other things that might explain that link, you know, such as their education or income or their body weight or other health behaviours, there was a clear link between the quality of women's diets and whether or not they had these common mental disorders. And there is, there's such a huge connection between, I mean, food, between your mental health, between your physical health, between your happiness. It all links together. Even all the different podcasts you've spoken about and different people you've talked to. The one thing that the common thing is that everything links up together. Mm, That is so true. You know, if I don't have a coffee in the morning, I am a little (laughs) bit of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's so true. I did that. I blame the coffee. I'm like, it's not my fault. There's no coffee. I've had no coffee. That's why. You can't blame me. I haven't had my chocolate. (laughs) 
I need my <laughs> dopamine. Yeah, no, it's funny, isn't it? It does. It does change our, our state, what we eat. It totally does. It's all linked. Do you know what? Yeah. It's so simple. Life, oh, isn't it simple? Why do we make it so complicated? I just don't, I don't get it, know. Laura. I don't know. I do. I like how you break it down like that. I do feel more relaxed and I feel like I have a better <laughs> grip on life after talking oh, to you for an good. hour, Joss. So thank you. I'm like, do you know what? Got, I'm going to come off this call now. I'm going to call my oh, agent and go, do you know, I've sorted life. Don't worry yeah, about it. It's fine. all sorted. It's all break good. Break it all down. Yeah, let's it's breathe, all good. Have a little smile, you know. Have a cup of happy. Have a cup oh, of God. happy. <laughs> Eat I love some it. chocolate, you know. Only consume stuff that makes you smile. Honestly, yeah. if and we only surround all yourself that, with people. Be... Only surround yourself with the right people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not toxic people. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. No. Because yeah. sometimes you love so much. You love somebody that's, even if it's just a friend, don't have to be romantic, but yeah. sometimes you can just love somebody so much and they are so bad for you. Mm-hmm. That's That's a real bummer. I find that that one's the hardest one for me. No. But then you can write good songs about it. That's how a lot of songs are written. Exactly, exactly. Heartbreak. Yeah. Uh, Josh Stone, thank you for your suggestions. Hey, thank Laura, you for your happiness. I yeah. wanted to ask you one thing before you go. Oh, ask me a question. Um, well, this is what you do now. You ask the questions now. <laughs> I know, so, it's a right? role reversal. The tables have turned. So I'd love to have your suggestion for me. Which podcast <gasps> should I listen to? Now well, I think you should listen know to each other a bit. <laughs> yeah, <gasps> this is so good. Well, okay, so I can kind of stick with what I think you might like because I know the type of things that you like and okay. the type of people and conversations. Mm-hmm. Or do you want just something like mad and completely different? Different, go different. Throw me something so crazy. So I'm that person who likes to listen to. I love Brené Brown and I love. Mm-hmm. I said Oprah and those conversations. I love. There's a guy called Blind Boy. He's incredible. He was on the first series. Um, He's got a podcast and he, first time I ever heard him speak, he was talking about uh, toxic masculinity. And as someone who's always spoken out about women's rights, I just thought he spoke Ah. so profoundly from a male perspective. So I think he's brilliant if you kind of want to get into the male psych. And he's he's just an absolute gent. He also wears a plastic bag on his head. Hmm. It sounds weird, Joss, but um, it actually helps with the ASMR and the sounds. But that's that's him. I think you like him. But then if you want something... If you want something completely out there, mm-hmm. don't maybe listen to it at night time. But I kind of got into, it's called Paradise. It's from BBC Five Live and it's it's a murder one. It's a true story. Okay. Is but, it like graphic? Is it like, and the blood spilled out onto the floor it's and not, he cut no, it's his not eyeballs gory. out? Is it like that? No, it's a thriller. It's a thriller. So it's hey, not gory. I don't mind I don't mind so I think you might like it because there's a sto- story to it. And it's like this couple from Manchester who basically disappeared in the 70s. And then, oh, I don't want to tell you too much, but it's something so different to what my life is. You know, it's like watching a film, except it's real life. But there's two very different ones there. Blind Boy and Paradise. Oh, Those and Blind Boy's two. got an Irish accent. So I know you like an oh, Irish accent, yay. Oh, good. <laughs> so excited about that one. Okay, good. Thank you, Although darling. he did say he had to turn down a lot of money because he was offered a lot of money to voice porn because... Because people loved his accent so much, but he said, no, not for him. (laughs) That's funny. Oh my God, brilliant. What And on that note, (laughs) thank you for being on Castaway. Thank you, darling. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And that's it. Another episode down as we delve deep into my guest's audio world. I hope you get cast away by today's top podcast picks. Yeah, I just said that, sorry. All of the podcasts we've mentioned today are included in the episode show notes. Now, if you love this conversation as much as I did, please share your thoughts by leaving a review. And if you'd like to receive weekly installments of Cast Away delivered straight to your phone, hit the subscribe button. Until next time, that's it from me. Take care.
This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.